Special thanks to our promotional partners at the American Philatelic Society. The APS is the largest stamp collecting organization in the world, supporting collectors of any level worldwide. For more information about membership and APS services, visit stamps.org. So, Charles, we're here at day two. We are back West Saturday of Westpex. This is uh, this is usually the big day of a show. This yeah, is um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Friday is sort of the the warm up day. A lot of people are at work though. Saturday is when everyone comes. Saturday yeah. is um, the day to be here at Westpex. Yeah. So, what do we have on the agenda? What, what are our uh, you know? Yesterday we talked to Elliot Gruber and Scott English. What yep. are our goals for today? Who do you well, want to chat with? Today we're gonna we're hopefully gonna talk to Chris Green again. We've talked to him before. Eric Jackson. We're gonna hit up some of the familiar faces. It'll be fun. These interviews that we've done over Zoom, we can now do in person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and then some people who we haven't spoken to before, but we've yeah. been dying to, like yes. uh, you know Charles Shreve from Robert yes, A. Siegel, um, you know some of the other dealers, uh, Tom Gates, Laburn Harris. These uh, these people I've known for years, who I've never really sat yeah. down and yeah. uh, interviewed like this. So it'll be fun. You know, these are yeah. uh, these are friends I've been dying to see for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that'll be a lot of fun. It'll be interesting to talk to some of the people about what happened yesterday you, in the morning, yep. and then today, you know, maybe we can talk to some people at the end of the day and get a comparison contrast. How the two days went, how, how sales days, have been, yeah. how is this compared to Westpac's 2019? Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. 2019 was the last Westpac, right? Did I get my math right? I yes. believe so. Yes. And then and then see who's going to the Chicago show. In yeah, days. there's, this, yeah, there's this little gap in between shows. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to hit the road and just drive straight to Chicago from here. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be um, that'll be cool. But I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Um, yeah. Again, we're, we're nearing the halfway point of Westpac. Yeah. And uh, this will be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm looking, we're going to get the awards banquet tonight. Got the awards banquet tonight as well. I haven't been to an awards banquet in a couple of years. Yeah. So uh, they're always fun. The competition, the, the tensions run high <laughs> as they're announcing all the awards. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, the show opens, I don't know if I watch on today. The show opens in a couple of minutes. In, yeah, so I think in 10 Your minutes. watch still doesn't work. Yeah, the battery's um, dead. Why don't we head, head in, though, and uh, see who we can find? Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Awesome. We're here with Chris Green of uh, Chris Green Stamps, also representing uh, Spink Auction House. Hey, Chris, we've spoken to you on uh, Zoom before. We were uh, very gracious to come on conversations with Vladimir, <laughs> so it's good to reconnect in person and uh, to talk to you face to face instead of on the other side of the screen. It was great fun. It's good to see you here. So, Chris, uh, how has it been here? Wonderful. It's been. It's nice to get back to an in-person show, and it's good to see everybody face to face. You have a unique obstacle, though. You had to cross a border that the rest of us didn't really have to cross. Uh, Steve Taylor's here from the UK, but I think you two are the only international dealers. Um, luckily, the air border from Canada just opened recently. Yeah, so, so we so we can get back. Can't drive, but we can but we can fly. So, so what was that like? You know, in, in terms of planning, you know, how closely were you watching the news? Because you have this and Chicago coming up in a couple of weeks. Like, well, were you on edge? How soon did you buy your tickets? Yeah. <laughs> I bought them a while ago, but I bought cancelable tickets. <laughs> just, uh, just in case, and yeah, absolutely. You watch it. You watch every day because you're never quite sure what's going to happen and whether the rules are going to change on any given moment. Mm. But lucky, made it here. Glad to have made it here. And you're sticking in the states between now and Chicago, yes, just, just so nothing can go wrong. That's there. exactly. That's exactly it. That's the plan. So, I'm sure you've been in touch with a lot of your customers and clients, or you know, via email, Zoom, phone calls, whatever. But what is it like, you know, sitting behind a booth? For the first time in a while, uh, you know, how, how does it feel? How does it compare to pre-COVID shows? You know, what, what's what's your take on how yesterday went and how this morning's been going so far? It's good to see some familiar faces, and it's nice to meet some new people. Uh, this is my first time at the show, uh, so it's. Uh, so this is your first Westpex overall. Yes, it show. is. Oh, yes, wow. it is. And uh, so that's been great, and uh, it's, uh, it's 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 nice to do things without computer screen. 
and uh, so it's uh, the crowd's been good. People have been keen to get back to to looking at things, so sitting down at a table and, and just chatting or rummaging through boxes to, to find some hidden gems. Um, it's uh, it's been good. The atmosphere is nice, and uh, it's good to see the happy faces. What? Uh, go ahead. When we talked before, we, Charles and I expressed that we were very eager to come up and see the store. How has it been going? What have you been uh, What have you been doing up there? Well, we've finally been able to get people back in the doors, yeah. uh, which is nice, as of a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so that's similarly as to here, been nice to, to welcome people back, welcome back some familiar faces. Again, rules seem to change, um, but uh, <laughs> but for now, um, uh, it's progress, and uh, it's good to see. Taking off your stamp store hat and putting on your Spink hat, what's coming up for uh, for Spink in terms of philately? Because there's all the coins and everything else, yeah, but in, in strictly stamp terms, what's on the horizon? It's been fascinating, actually, because I've had interest from folks on the numismatic side. The orders and decorations <laughs> catalog's been popular, too. And it's been neat to talk to some people about their other collecting interests, cross-collecting interests. Some yeah. do one or the other, and uh, that's always nice. But on the philatelic side, um, a couple of sales coming up. There's going to be some great South African material coming up in London, some nice registration uh, material. Um, we've got a good e-sale of India postal history coming up as well. So uh, so the fall is going to be going to be busy and uh, a lot of great material for a lot of different collecting interests. Excellent. Well, have a great rest of the show and we'll see you in Chicago in a couple Thank of weeks. You. Look forward yeah. to your chance. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Cheers. Michael, Chris is such a great guy. What do you say we go find Eric Jackson? Absolutely. We're here with Eric and Tammy Jackson. Eric, you were on Conversations with Philatelists right at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Tammy, you're immediate past president of the ASDA, amongst right. other hats that you've worn over the years. <laughs> um, first things first, though, you guys mentioned a statistic yesterday that I thought was really fascinating. Can you tell us how business has been uh, in 2021? Actually, from 2019 to 2020, and then 2020 to 2021. It's been fantastic. It, it's well, when the pandemic first came out, there was a lull, so nobody knew what was going on. But about a month later, things just took off. People got back to, we had people that hadn't looked at their albums in 20 years, got back into stamp collecting, and business has been very good since then. You said that you would, this year, matched last year's business as of June, is that correct? correct? Yeah. And, and last year there were? We had 1,400 more invoices than the previous year. And we only did one stamp show last year. <laughs> we had so. a lot of new customers that um, tended to come in. Our sales per invoice was down, but we got a lot of new customers interested even for the first time or maybe picked it back up. But You're in a unique position, though, because a lot of people here only do show dealing or have a limited right. online presence. Yeah. You guys, though, tri-weekly auctions every three weeks. Every you three weeks, run yeah. a sale. Uh, your online business, your website, has everything you could ever want in terms of revenue stamps. So you've you've been able to um, uh, you know keep the business up even without physical shows. So yes. what is it like coming back to a show for you? You know, do you do you miss being able to you know sit at home and run your auctions? You know, what what is it like um, to to have this back in the mix? Well, it's good to get out and see our friends, the the other dealers, the collectors. It's it's just good to get out of the office a little bit. And, be on a, I guess be on a plane here and there. <laughs> <laughs> so you, but, you, oh, no, go ahead, sorry. No, it's just, you know, we get, granted we're buying and selling stamps, but it's still a people business. And, yeah. and that's an important aspect that was missed during that. And you can't replace that with a phone call or a Zoom session. It just, it's not the same thing. It's sitting across the table and discussing things and solving problems and whatever. Mm -hmm. But we've talked to a lot of people kind of, 
here and there about how successful the show has been so far. What have you been seeing so far? Well, it was a busy day yesterday. Uh, uh, there were a lot of good people in and made some decent sales and stuff, so it's been busy. And you've picked I, up some large collections in the meantime. Do you want to talk to us about any of the items that you Yeah, what is in front of me? Yeah, this, this looks <laughs> well, I recently got an important match in medicine collection that contains the one unique face different match in medicine stamp. There's only one known. And this is the only face different unique match in medicine. So all the other unique match in medicine stamps are variations of a common design, whether it's Correct. color or denomination. Yeah. This is the only one that looks completely it unique. It doesn't have another one that's like anything like it. Anything right? like it. You can find a few, there's a few proofs known of the stamp, but this is the only stamp. It doesn't exist on another paper, another color, nothing How else. many face different unique Scott listed items are there? A handful, not many. Well, in the United States, for government issued stamps, I don't know of any U.S. postage stamps that are unique. Yeah. You may get in postmaster's provisionals or right. some, but that's right. technically not a government issue. But right. In the revenues, there's a, a 10 cent cigarette tube stamp that's listed, that was just found about 20 years ago. Wow. That's there's only one known there. Uh, there's probably a couple beer stamps that might be unique. But th this is there's a couple know, stamp paper items that are one of a kind, but they're kind of in a this one is in a small. This is kind of in a class yeah. of its own. So what sort of sales history does this have? How do you put a price? How do you figure out you know what it's worth? What, and, and what's the provenance? How did it get to be under your glass? Right. Okay. Well, it was in the Morton Dean Joyce collection. And it, he bought it in 1945 in the Colonel Green auction. When his collection was sold 30 years ago, I actually bought it in the auction and sold it to a client who was at the auction, didn't dream it would sell for what it did and wasn't paying any attention. So he bought it from me a week later. <laughs> and he owned it and exhibited it for a few years and sold it in a William Weiss auction about 23, 24 years ago, where John Johnson bought it, and that's it's resided in that collection until this year. Where so I, this is the second time you've had it in your correct in your possession. Yes, fantastic. Well, I, my last question for you is: We've got Chicago two-ish weeks. What little less than two weeks? Are you guys looking forward to that? Oh, absolutely. It, uh, the APS show is always sort of the, as, as great as Westpex is, that's the, the one that all other shows are measured against, so it'll be interesting sure. to see. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a neat story about that stamp, how it came up. I mean, why there's Yeah, I was thinking one. that. Why is that? Yeah. Why is oh, well, yeah, we can get it. The Thomas Wilson, he, he had a partner in, in his medicine business, and apparently he ordered the, the private dye proprietary stamps. The companies could pay for the dye to produce the stamps, which they produce plate and all that. But the dyes cost, depending on the size of the stamp, three to two hundred fifty to five hundred dollars a piece, roughly. And then they got a discount on the tax when they got their stamps. So it was a slight competitive advantage there. Anyway, he didn't inform his partner about the stamps, and mentions the. Then make, makes no mention of the partner's name or the company name on the stamp. Just says Thomas E. Wilson, M.D. And the story is, when the partner found out, he grabbed the stamps from Thomas Wilson's hand and threw them in the fire. Oh wow! <laughs> and it's it's said that Wilson retained a few in his hand, but those have never turned up. The story is this was found originally torn into on a portion of the wrapper by Wendell M. Weston, 
1875 or 6. And it was repaired at that time and went into the William C. Vanderlip collection. Later it passed to Clarence Eagle, who was a famous revenue stamp collector back then. And then Colonel Green was the next owner. Most philatelists know about Colonel Green. It was so about a half dozen, give or take, people have owned this ever. Mm -hmm. Roughly, yeah. Wow. That's incredible. It, it's it's a great stamp. It's it is what it is. It's it's repaired. And you can't and, you can't tell from the front that. Oh, if you look closely, it, yeah. you can start to see some of the pairs on it. But it is what it is. Yeah. Eric, anyone that wants a complete face different match of medicine collection needs that stamp. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Eric, thank Eric and Tammy, thank you both yeah. so much. We uh, look forward to seeing you in Chicago in a couple of weeks, and uh, have a great rest of Westpex. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. a lot. It was a lot of fun catching up with Eric again, getting to speak to Tammy. Let's go check out uh, what George Hallshower Let's go do it. Yeah. Oh, how do you like the show, boys? <laughs> George, it's always good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. This must be your first show in quite some time. Uh, yes, actually, this is the first show since middle last year, but... Uh, because of the pandemic, I, I concluded this is going to take a year or so, so I moved the stocks from my office to my wife's kitchen table and did several million dollars last year in the kitchen table. <laughs> I said, what me worry? <laughs> the clients are still saying, where's my stamps? Where's my stamps? Yeah, yeah. And I have a reputation of coming through for the clients more often than not. Ergo, I was kept completely insanely busy all last year. <laughs> but you know better than most, or better than anyone here, arguably, this is a people business. And oh, as absolutely. great as it is to sit at the kitchen table and do stamps, it's, there's no substitute for getting out here, shaking hands, seeing absolutely. familiar faces, meeting new faces. I've done this for 47 years. This is the 47th year I've done this stamp show. Wow. wow. <laughs> so what does it mean for you to get back after, again, we've all been isolated for so long? Well, it's about... always fun to meet and talk with your friendly colleagues and see what's happening in the marketplace. And most importantly, cast your the selection of your material into the marketplace so people can see what you are, what you do, and what you're capable of doing. Hmm. You balance both the auction side of things and the retail side of things. So the retail has always been 80, 90% of the business. Really? The auctions, I run $2 million sales a year, but they're, they're really there just to remind people we're still in business. <laughs> people I haven't <laughs> talked to last year, they get a catalog and there's a million bucks worth of nice British colonies and they're, they're, they're happy. But sales have been good, obviously, a couple million dollars in oh, a year. Yeah. Is, oh, absolutely. Uh, so have you noticed an uptick with people spending more time at home, maybe a bit more time to focus I believe on that that certainly has had an, uh, an implication. And I have to say, that having been in business for such, such a long time, I'm not sure I've ever seen a brisker marketplace. Really? It's unbelievable. I mean, it really is incredible. This is a fantastic time if you happen to have had the faith and stick to it to put your money where your mouth was and retain stock of consequence. Thems who have Which consequence th th are going to are going to prosper because the average dealer is not always in a position to or inclined to risk their capital mm. to maintain the stock levels of things of substance just in case somebody happens to need it. I think yeah. this is considered a stock of consequence. Would you agree? <laughs> I think. It's got to be close to the most important British colony stock in North America. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not quite there, but it's got to be goddamn close. It's, it's in the conversation. <laughs> Get at that. <laughs> so, 47 years, how has the show been for you so far compared to shows of the past? Well, this has been fun. This is, 
This is the most important commercial show of the year in North America, save for the APS convention, which is coming up in two weeks, where we're all going to trek out. But this is the best commercial show in the nation that it has been for many, many years. Yeah. And uh, it has not let me down by any stretch of the imagination. Right, right. So we've got, as you said, Chicago coming up in a couple of weeks. And then what else is on the agenda? Will you be uh, uh, doing the two shows in, uh, in Washington? Uh, I'm doing this show for the first time in New Jersey, which I've never done. Before. You'll be at Nojex. Nojex. Uh, Heading over to uh, England anytime soon? Yes, uh, my usual stand for many decades in London. And uh, next year, the show in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, so you're all yeah, over, we'll, we'll be there too. We'll be there. You're, you're all over the place. Yeah, a lot of lot of stuff on the circuit. Well, it, you, it, advertising is fun, and yes, people know my pipe, but <laughs> it's still no substitute for sitting down and talking to yeah. folks one on one, introducing yourself, explaining verbally what it is you're able to do, and then hoping that they remember it long enough to do something about it. Because if they do, they're going to be very, very, very surprised at the result. Well, George, it's always good to see you. Always good to have, see you, Have boys. a great rest of the show. And enjoy enjoy your, your spelunking about. And, we'll and see. if you want me again, anytime, twice on Sunday. Done. We'll see you in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Carry on, kids. We'll Thank you, George. Thanks so Thank much. You. So, so Eric does online sales. George does online and in-person sales. What do you say we go find an online auction house? Golden Oak? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. with Tracy and Michael from Golden Oak Online Auctions. A lot of people have been here for years. People have their badges. They've been here 47 years. This is your guys' first year here. First year under this moniker. Under, under this, this moniker. moniker. I have been to Westpex now since 1980. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of people who only do, do shows. There's a lot of people who have, you know, uh, not had a lot of chance to meet. But you, as an online auction house, what is it like for you guys to get out in public, meet with people again? Um, yeah, you've got this, this new name that's... Uh, you still, you know. I'm excited about it. I haven't done it uh, as long as Michael has. I've been, I'm doing it for about 33 years now. But um, <laughs> COVID was like, oh, couldn't see any friends, couldn't get back out and see fellow philatelists. So I think it's been fun to be back out here. This has been a great show. So a good opportunity to see a lot of old faces. Not old. Let me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Familiar faces. Familiar. That's a much better word. It feels like escape from prison to be able to get out. Literally. We've been talking to a lot of people who said they've been having a really good show. How has the show been going for you so far? It's been great so far. No complaints. Um, seeing people who are on the West Coast, which is nice, since we actually are kind of quasi-located in Texas, it's nice to, to put some faces to some names. We had a few come by, so that was fun. We've gotten some nice consignments and, um, yeah, sold a few things. It's been fun. It's been very good. 
as the the business uh, as a whole transitions more and more to a digital model, you know, people don't come to auctions as much anymore. That so, has occurred to us, by the way. That, <laughs> I figure. So, you know, and, and you talk about quasi lo you don't really need to have a physical location. It's not like going no, to an auction. So, we are a distributed a, organization. So what, what is that like? You know, again, that seems like the natural progression uh, for the it's hobby in a lot of ways. Funny, when we set our business model up, that was our intention. And then when COVID happened 30 days later, it just made so much sense. And now some of the other places have kind of gone, well, maybe we don't need brick and mortar. We can, yeah. you know, do it a different way. Costs are much cheaper. We're not printing catalogs. Um, some of the more advanced collectors are learning about the internet and getting on there and finding out they don't have to lug the catalog around. Yeah. We and, noticed that um, from who attend Zoom meetings. People who I didn't expect to have computers are now totally tech savvy. Uh, exactly. So I think it, I think or it's fun they, and, and they people can kids Google. They that, that understand it and can help. Them. Yes. <laughs> it's handy if you have a child that you can go. Do you know how to do this? Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, you know, in terms of shows, are you guys going to be in Chicago in a couple yeah. of weeks? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, how do you balance that again? You're an online company that needs. Again, Again, shaking hands is the fun part of the job, I would say. It is. So how do you balance that online and, and physical? And, and what, you know, what does it look like moving forward? Are you going to be attending we're, more we're shows? We're still uh, an auction company almost like any other auction company <coughs> in that respect. We, you know, we need consignments. We need uh, people, etc. So we need to shake hands, uh, press the flesh, see people, see what they collect, what they have to offer, what we can do for them as opposed to what someone else can, etc. So, yeah, we need to have a physical presence. I think our benefit is being online. I get to talk to so many people. Lots of people call. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. that's a good that's a good mix. But um, also because we don't have to charge such high fees, yeah. um, our consigners benefit from that because we, we don't have to pay for the brick and mortar and we don't have to pay for the catalogs. So um, that's helped grow our business pretty quick. So it's been nice. Mm -hmm. So what kind of auctions do you... Run. Do you do monthly auctions, weekly? We do monthly, so we try to do one a month, and we developed kind of a new series. So we're doing gem series sale, which will be all um, uh, very fine and up, yeah. graded uh, or asserted, that kind of thing. Then we'll do a collector series sale, which will be more general material. Just, you know, you can find anything, postal history, foreign material, um, and it's actually done pretty well. So, And then we'll do specialty sales. We did a Canada and B&A sale mm -hmm. um, a couple of months ago. So... Nothing overwhelming, but just kind of keeping people coming back to the hobby every month and coming back to our website is kind of the goal. Um, and trying to sell lesser valued items that some of the bigger houses don't do um, to get the beginning collector to come in. Yeah. So as far as the material here, are some of these items going to be featured in later auctions? or do you just Some of them will or some of them have. And some of them are just from consigners that have consigned things and they go, please just sell it for me. We don't care what venue you use. Okay. So we added a store um, uh, front to our website too, which is kind of new, so we're just now starting to play with that oh, idea too. So Retail store. people yeah. will come back and, and look. The goal is to get them back to your website. Over yeah. yeah, right. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I hope you guys have a great rest of Westpex. We'll see you in Chicago in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Yeah. You're going to be there? We'll be there. Absolutely. Perfect. Right. Good luck, One guys. One thing I will mention, and I hope uh, you know this and your and people listening know it, uh, my understanding is the show in Chicago, Chicago is going to be held at more or less the same time and more or less the same place as the American Numismatic Association's yeah. uh, World same Series of Money. Yeah. 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 Be fun and to have stamps and coins together at the same time. That, that's again, a world right? that's totally it has to happen. We do coins also. 
and I have many friends in, uh, who will be at that show, and I've already got dinners lined up with some of the coin people. <laughs> well, you know, that's realistically, that yeah. also is a nice part of the hobby. Yeah. You get to meet people and, uh, yeah, go out Sometimes and have a nice eat dinner. yummy food, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> one hopes. One hopes. Fantastic. Well, thank you so Thanks, much. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you it. You too. Thanks. Very good. So that was a lot of fun. I've actually never spoken to or met either of them before, and I'm looking forward to the next person we're talking to. From online auctions to in-person auctions, Absolutely. why don't we talk to Charles Shreve from Robert A. Siegel? Yeah, look forward to it. We're here with Charles Shreve from Siegel International Auctions. This has to be exciting for you. Uh, none of us have gotten out of the house much in the last uh, you know, year and a half, at least to come to a stamp show. So I, I think this is Siegel's first show uh, yeah, back since, since all this happened. So what is it like to be back, be meeting people face-to-face -face instead of Zooming with them or emailing them? You know? Well, it's nice. Uh, it's nice to meet clients face-to-face -face and all that. In the middle of the pandemic, though, I, did, uh, I was a sacrificial lamb who would go off and <laughs> get, pick up a collection if it was important enough during it. And... Uh, uh, but to, to come to the show, see people, uh, uh, it's good. We don't do that many shows. Right. So uh, it was important for us to come to Westpex. And, of course, the, uh, the board chairman of the show uh, is Gordon Eubanks. And he, not only is he a client, he's a good friend. Uh, you, you mentioned that because last week, I think it was, you guys announced a great slate of sales coming up in the second half of the year. Um, Gordon's collection, amongst others. Um, so what can you tell us about those sales coming up? You know, this is a, a big time for uh, for uh, Siegel right now. Uh, well, it is, but uh, we're lucky. We get we get we get some nice collections. Right. And uh, Gordon's collection is a uh, Grand Prix collection. What he's selling is it's 1851 issue. It's one of the greatest collections ever formed of it. He's not giving up on stamps. He has a lot. <laughs> he's of got other, his hand in a lot of other things. He likes a lot of other stuff, but he, he wouldn't want me to turn this into a commercial. So, <laughs> so, so, so. Uh, we have. Besides that, we have a great uh, one of the finest quality collections of British North America. It's the last of the series of sales. Of the I, I was wondering sale. if that was, if this uh, was sale number eleven. It's kind of like uh, your sales. The way you get a part sixty-two or whatever. It just, it just keeps going. And but you'd ever hope it stops. You know, uh, it's beautiful quality, individual, both collected concurrently, both mint and used. Some of the finest known singles, and then a gentleman named Arthur Prisbel. Uh, he just never met a stamp he didn't like, and so he would be hanging around and bidding in auctions and all the famous sales and picking off. The first time I ever met or saw him was at the first gross sale yeah. when he bought uh, the pr a pretty little stamp on the front yeah. cover of the brochure. He so. waited and waited and waited, <laughs> and um, uh, uh, when he told me uh, he was so excited, he bought it so cheaply. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. It was about six hundred thousand yeah. dollars or something like that. And then that. he spoke to the press like immediately after too. A lot yeah. of people are more. Uh, uh, you know, oh, no, uh, guarded in their he's purchases. A gregarious collector, yep. and so on. So uh, th those are some of the sales, among others. But the the cool thing is, we were lucky during COVID that we got to keep our jobs and uh, uh, our business continued and actually thrived. Which is, uh, which, you know, the first uh, month or two of the uh, pandemic, we're going, uh oh. You know, we had no idea which direction it would go, but then people were sitting at home with nothing to do and uh, had money to spend. All you have to do is click a button to bid. Well, yeah. uh, it really forced uh, the, the stamp world that we finally pushed into the 21st century. So, what number Westpex is this for you? Oh, well, I've been coming about uh, having a table not that many years. Yeah. Uh, uh, we just did, we don't do many shows, but I, I've been coming since uh, I don't want to tell you how long. <laughs> uh, yeah, when I was way younger than you. 
Yeah, a long time. I, th I think the first show was in the mid-70s or something like that. So I don't know how that's possible since I'm so young. Exactly. You, you, you weren't even born yet when you came to your first West Pitch. Now, uh, West Pitch is one of the truly great club shows. And so, uh, uh, with all due respect, I don't go to a show. Where should I pick? Uh, not offend somebody. Uh, Des Moines. So, but uh, uh, we like it. Uh, you have a nice, uh, serious group of collectors that always come and it's great to see them face to face. Yeah. I just met a man who's a big time collector of a certain area and he wants to start, he likes to see the name and he wants to start a brand new area. And uh, you can't do that just, you know, over the email, he just yeah. in conversation and so on. So I, my, my career has always been dealing with people very face to face. Yeah. So, uh, as much as I like calling the auctions for my condo in uh, Florida, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I went to the auction or, or international sale in uh, uh, May. It was nice to go there, even though there's hardly anybody on the floors anymore. They're all at home in their pajamas. Exactly. Yeah, right. So, and, and that's my last question for you is, um, you, know, you, you got... Uh, the New York office held an online-only sale, uh, no print catalog last year. Right. Do you think things are trending that way? And, and you know, do, obviously nothing will ever replace this right. you know, or get these. Uh, uh, but what's your take on the future of the auction business? There's some online-only auctions here. There's some brick-and-mortar auctions uh, here. I, I believe that you'll see more uh, online-only auctions. But for, uh, because Scott Treppel and I are, well, he particularly are, we love stamps. And uh, he's a true philanthropist. I have to give him credit for that. Uh, he swore that we'll always produce certain types of catalogs. I'm, What's better than getting this in the This can never just be a PDF. Right, this, right, this has right. to. And uh, but there, uh, the, the business is. Uh, I I think you'll see more of the major name auction companies that you're involved with uh, doing more online sales of the things that are just a, a price point below what goes into this kind of catalog. It makes sense. Uh, it helps keep this special too. It really does. And then uh, the company name will allow people to feel comfortable buying from you as opposed to. Maybe some unknown name on the internet. Well, Charles, thank you very much for oh, talking to us. We right. appreciate it, and have a great West. Right. Have a great rest of Westpac. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. What do you say we talked to one more dealer about Ron Umile, who's a local from San Francisco? Yeah, let's talk Absolutely. to him. So, Ron, this is a hometown show for you. Uh, you're local to the yes, San Francisco area. How long have you been doing Westpac? Oh, well, the company. I think I'm one of the long, oldest dealers. The company, not me, has, has been doing Westpex for 54 years. Wow. I've been doing it for about, uh, I'd say about uh, 25 years. So uh, I've been coming here at one of, one of the better shows on the circuit. And, and being from my now hometown, uh, it's, it's even more special. An easy commute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So after the last year and a half of, I'm sure a lot of online sales and you know direct, you know not dealing with people face to face. What has it been like to get back out and you know meet some old, new customers and old customers? And well, the show has been this is the first show I've done this year uh, since since the pandemic, and it's really good to get back out. I mean, I think I think you're going to find that everybody's enjoying being back, meeting with collectors. Dealing with stamps, uh, seeing stamps, being around stamp people, enjoying the hobby, and all the things that go with it. That we, we, we've been home enjoying it. Now we're, yeah. we're able to get out. I think a lot of people are looking for material for their collections, especially since they've been home trying to figure out what stamps they do need. Yeah. Now they know 
what what they're needing to uh, to uh, fill in. So they're out looking for those for that material. So twenty five years. Have you been having a good show so far? Uh, the show, this show, I have to say, the, the the virus has affected the attendance, but everybody's spirit is up. Uh, a lot of business is going on at the show that I'm personally aware of, <laughs> and uh, with other dealers, not not just myself. So I think everybody's getting their fair share. Yeah. But traditionally, this show has been very very strong. Yeah. People enjoy coming to San Francisco from other parts of the country and the world, and uh, and they enhance the show. But you know, bringing yeah. bringing all different parts of, of, of the country and world to the show to make it an international. Everyone we've talked to said they've been doing tremendously this weekend. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. You know, you know, with a little bit diminished crowd, you never know what what anybody's doing. But but my friends and the circle of dealers that I deal with seem to be doing pretty well. So, uh, Your material runs the gamut. I'm looking under the glass, a lot of Asia, U.S., yeah. and all sorts of things. What's been selling this this weekend? What's well, uh, Asia's strong, and uh, and it continues to be. And and, and U U.S. is strong. And uh, there's, there's a lot of other collectors other than, let's say, U.S. and China. Uh, that are looking that are looking for material. I'm a little surprised that I didn't get uh, the, the British uh, collectors in the way I usually. You know, people are always asking for British material. I got I had a few, but not that's the one area that I found might have been a, a little uh, suppressed at this show. But U.S. is always is, is good, and, and China. Uh, I, I specialize in, in in China, so. Uh, I, I try to uh, uh, feed my clients with, with material <laughs> as best I can. So, Fantastic. Well, Ron, thank you for talking to yeah, us. It's nice to see you, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good to see you after yeah, a year yeah, and a yeah, half. Yeah. I guess two years. Well, this is great. You know, we're getting into the really the 21st century. <laughs> we're doing our best. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Ron. Thank you. Thank you. Michael, day two at Westpex is coming to a close. We're about to head in uh, to the banquet, which is yeah. always one of the most fun parts of a stamp show. So I'm looking forward to that. Got to catch up with so many great dealers today. Yeah. Um, I, I just had a really fun day, and I'm, I'm, I'm sad. It's bittersweet. We're more than halfway done. Um, tomorrow, last day of Westpex, we're going to take a look at the exhibits, tie up some loose ends with a couple of people we want to talk to, but uh, a, a great Overall, day. yeah, great experience. Everybody we spoke to on and off camera said that they had a great show. That People were there to buy material, and people were there to buy a lot of material. Everybody Absolutely. Everybody spoke to, so they had a great time. I feel like we talked to so many so many people over the course of the day. It's just Who do you think is going to win tonight? We'll find out soon. Yeah, we Let's will. Let's not jinx it. We will. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but well, I, hopefully we get to talk to whoever wins tonight. And tomorrow. if not, we'll show the exhibit. But uh, yeah. let's get into the banquet. And, uh, okay, day two of Westpex is in the books. Let's, uh, let's go stuff, have some yeah. fun. Yeah, absolutely. So we're here. Uh, why don't you tell us your name? Uh, my name is Raul Menjivar. 
and you uh, you stopped. You actually came by the booth because you listened to conversations with Flatless, which we appreciate greatly. <laughs> yeah. um, but but tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, how far did you travel? Uh, you know, what's your uh, what's your Westpex Westpex experience been like so far? Well, well, this is my second Westpex. I live literally just a couple of miles from here. Uh, uh, You're lucky to uh, have a hometown show like this. Yeah, I really am. Um, I've been to a few other smaller shows, which are which are always fun. But this show is pretty unbelievable. Uh, my first experience was uh, one of shock and awe, I guess I'd, you could say. Yeah, I uh, um, uh, didn't know what to do with myself. I walked in and just had no idea where to go, what to do, how to behave. I wasn't sure if I needed to throw some elbows at some of the other guys <laughs> at the tables. And, you know, you know it, but uh, so it was, it was, I was a little bit in over my head, I felt, you know, and I made some purchases, but I uh, didn't allow enough time and I uh, wasn't able to come back the next day, and so this year, uh, kind of making up for that. Uh, last year, of course, was last year. Yeah. So concurrent it's, years, you came the year before last. I came in 2019. 2019. Yeah. This, so you get yeah. to see both sides of the Westpex yeah. uh, coin. It's it's yeah. interesting. You, yeah, you get the people who've been here for 40, 50 years, and then you, you got to see it right before with the pandemic and right after. So that's yeah, a yeah. unique perspective. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, um, it was interesting. I think. I think the last time it was it was a little bit more bustling, but um, um, this way you don't you need know, to elbow people. Yeah, this is true. This is true. I wasn't I wasn't needing to elbow anybody getting to the tables. So what but, are you looking for? What's uh, when you browse the bourse? What are, what are your go tos? What's on well, your radar? Well, I collect Latin America primarily, um, El Salvador specifically. Um, so I'm always on the lookout for obviously uh, 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 issues that I need or. Or uh, you know the, the the freaks and errors and all that stuff, but then I'm always kind of on the lookout for uh, anything else that I'm interested in. Of course, I collect U.S. and uh, uh, so I'm always just kind of on the lookout for a good deal. Sometimes or, these yeah. things have to find you instead of you finding them. Yeah. At least when I'm digging through a yeah. box of uh, stamps or something. And, and I'm kind of all over the place in my collection, so I. Uh, uh, you know, like I'll see, oh wow, look at those parrots. Those are really cool, and I'll I'll buy those. You know, even though like I did that just the other day, uh, uh, they were Samoan, but they were beautiful. You know what I mean? So I just had to have them. So, so uh, which is kind of good and bad because uh, again, my collection is kind of all over the place, and uh, I'm really struggling kind of getting it in some semblance of, of order. Uh, it's getting there slowly, but it's 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 been a long haul, and I uh, uh, I got to start kind of narrowing it down to specific stamps now, because I've been just buying collections and hoarding, and you know, and I, it's just it's it's gotten to the point where I got to stop and start to focus and, and kind of bring it all together. So. Uh, yeah, it's tough. So, two years. What brought you to Westpex the first time? Uh, well, well, I'm, my story is kind of typical. I was I collected as a boy, uh, let it go for a long time. Although I still have my boyhood collection, uh, uh, you know, it just kind of languished. But I never got rid of it. Uh, and then, um, actually, what happened is I had a heart attack a few years ago and. Needed something to do while I was getting better, and, and uh, talk about a silver lining. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. kind of, sort of, yeah. And so uh, I kind of brought out my, my collection and started looking looking it over. I, I had a a, a lot of uh, Scott International uh, albums that were given to me. Uh, they weren't full or anything, but I said, well, let me go through these and, and pick out the stamps that are in there, and yeah, I don't need all these albums. And, 
and then from there I started, you know, the, it just kind of relit the fire, you know, yeah. that was always there. And, um, and then from there, I haven't stopped since, joined the APS, so on and so forth. Yeah. And, and lastly, and most importantly, Westpex next year is going to be back in April. Will you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Are you, are you going to miss another one? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, no, no. I, I, uh, <laughs> Once you're in, you're in. I yeah, 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 yeah. There's it's, a, it's hard to go back. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, smaller shows that, that are coming up later on in the year that, that I'm going to attend and uh, actually help out with one. Uh, the, oh, fantastic. The Penpex, yeah. It's, uh, okay put on with my uh, stamp club that I belong to here. That's great. Sequoia Stamp Club. Uh, and uh, so I'm helping out with that and, you know, just kind of slowly getting, trying to get more and more involved in, in the hobby. That's yeah. fantastic. Well, th yeah. Thank you for talking to us. Enjoy the rest of your time at Westpex, and uh, we'll see you in April. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you, you, so you will. <laughs> Thanks. We're here with Gordon Eubanks. Gordon, you're the uh, board chairman, as most people should know. Uh, for Westpex, I am. You are. So all of this around us has been um, uh, your your making over the last. Uh, I mean, you've been working at this for for a long time. A few years, but trust me, it's not my making. These guys, these dealers, are absolutely amazing. You know, they pay for the show. They allow right. for the exhibits. They allow for all the fun, the talks. Right. Without the dealers, there'd be no no opportunity dealers, to no show. So it's Sunday morning. Things are starting to wind down. You know, everyone's going to start packing up in a few hours. What has your take been overall? You've, um, I'm sure, you've spoken to some people. You've been, um, uh, you know, running around trying to shake as many hands as possible. What have you been hearing from people? Well, I think people are happy they're here. It, it depends on the dealer and the kind of business they run. They, um, but I've been surprised at how much support these dealers are getting. Um, it isn't a standing room only lined up around the corner, but it's good, steady crowd, and dealers are generally happy. Now, yep. would they like more? Absolutely. <laughs> and is it as much as it was a few years ago? Probably not. But the, the, the way that I, I've thought about this analogy a little bit, though, I feel like with a show like this, it's almost like if you leave a car in the garage, you need to start the engine every once in a while to keep it running. And if Westpex, very good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it, but 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 if Westpex were to have missed its second year in a row completely, I feel like starting up again next year would have been much yeah. more difficult. Rather than holding this show, even though it's not the usual April slot, I think it's important to keep you know keep that engine yeah, I running. I couldn't agree with you more. A lot of dealers use the internet, but a lot of dealers depend on shows, and I think shows have an obligation to put them on the show. It's a a nonprofit and. Our objective is to put on shows for the benefit of dealers, for the benefit of exhibitors, and the benefit of collectors. And this is this serves the widest group of collectors. A show does. Um, auctions like the great auctions you have and others. That's not a big part of the of the hobby, and so that, that's why I think shows are so important. And we have an obligation to put it on. Yeah. It's it's a meeting place for all the people. And, and everybody we've spoken to has been thrilled with the, the the business they've been doing and the people they got to see again. And, and you almost do more business before or after the show as you do during the show as well. So, you know, it's it's been um, it's been a positive experience all around. So looking ahead, what's in, what do you have planned for or when does planning begin for the next Westpex? Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> so, one of the issues is, normally at the end of the show, they we have a 
some time, people take some time off, there might be a big party or something for the people who contributed to the show. But right now, we're, we're looking at getting started for, for April, yeah. where summer's going to be over. Yeah. Um, and we have to be prepared that what's going to happen with COVID. Yeah. I shouldn't put in a political plug that people should get vaccinated, but it might help. Um, so we don't know for sure what happens in April. Yeah. But um, the planning starts. I mean, there's... Planning starts right now. Yeah. And, and for people who, uh, you know, want to get involved or want to attend Westbeck, what do you recommend? You know, we're, it, it's uh, beginning of August. We've got, what is that, eight months or so until the next show. Um, you know, uh, you know uh, should people start making their, their plans? Well, I think if they want to attend, it's a little early to plan, but please put it on your calendar. Of course, do I know the dates? No. Um, <laughs> we'll put it in the description. <laughs> it's, it's in April, in yeah. the end of April. Um, but they should put that on their calendar. If they're a dealer in Wyo 10, they should send me an email. My full name, Gordon Eubanks at gmail.com. And uh, I think next year we'll have, uh, we have 60 dealers this year, plus almost 10 organizations and societies and uh, postal administrations. But next year we should have even more dealers. The international dealers couldn't travel to the U.S., right. so we lost some of the, our great dealers uh, for this year. But they'll be there in April. Well, Gordon, uh, on behalf of all of the dealers and all the attendees, I want to thank you and the rest of the team yeah. um, just for being a, ch a champion of the show and for making sure that it happened and uh, you know not not being discouraged or not you know giving into despair at any point you you saw this thing through and we've had a great time running around talking to people and uh, I think uh, you know by all metrics it's been a, a real success so thank you well thank you believe me it's not a one or two person there's a lot of people that work on this and uh, you were here when people are moving in yep those huge <laughs> so look at how much less materials there at the yeah. end half the stuff that we that was moved in is it's gone. already gone um, so there, there is a lot of uh, a lot of effort goes into doing even it. at the banquet last night seeing the uh, the whole team stand was uh, it shows you how much yeah. goes into this I was out at a quiet dinner and I couldn't I couldn't do another <laughs> I'm too old <laughs> I represent the Oklahoma contingency. Anyway, you guys are awesome. Gordon, we appreciate yeah. uh, the support, and we appreciate the uh, opportunity to come here and, uh, again, give people a peek into Westpex who, for, you know, for those who can't attend. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Gordon. Thanks.